What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk. You're listening to the Lit Reviews team with Cole, Matt, Jake, Adam, and I'm Ron. And today we're talking about streaming wars with the new releases of Disney Plus and all that that has to offer. Yeah, and then got Netflix, Hulu. Uh, I think there's FX now has its own streaming, HBO now. I mean, what isn't out there? What CBS All Access, NBC has Peacock coming out soon. <laughs> like everything is. Yeah, it's streaming. just a bunch of nonsense at this point. So I think with that, got a quick poll. Which is your favorite streaming service as of now? Because Disney Plus seems to be every, all anybody's talking about right now. But what's your favorite as of this moment in time? I absolutely love Disney Plus. Bugs and all. I love it. Now, do you I love it or do your kids or... love it? That's the real question. No, I love it. All right. All right. Fair enough. I think there, I think there's a lot to love about Disney Plus, but I think it's it's still lacking in a lot of areas, uh, in a lot of uh, user interface and cu- like customer convenience areas that it needs oh. to improve on before it can really take the place of my favorite. Like right now, Netflix is still just head and shoulders above everyone else in terms of the user experience, and so it's gonna it's gonna stay my favorite for right now, for sure. I think Disney Plus is just a few weeks away from being a few weeks. <laughs> I'm going to give them some time, okay? You got 100,000 people that or 100 million people that join onto a streaming service. I'm expecting bugs for the first couple of weeks while they iron out their their system. So I'll give them I'll give them a little bit of time to get their their crap together and uh cool. and Hopefully no, something changes. I haven't had any problems with Disney Plus as it, in terms of bugs or anything. Not, yeah, I'm not even talking bugs. I just, I just think there's things know, missing from it still. Yeah, I'm with Matt on that. I'm, I'm actually still, even though I haven't actually watched Netflix in like two weeks, I'm still 100% <laughs> with, I feel like the experience overall when it comes to user experience, I feel like Netflix still has it. And then in, in quality... I wouldn't even say that. In quantity of content, Netflix still has the quantity of content. Um, but yeah, I still think Netflix takes it as of right now. I don't know if Netflix has the quantity. Um, Disney just doesn't. Oh, they definitely have quantity. Well, Disney, they have quantity. Well, listen, listen. Disney doesn't know how to portray stuff. Like Disney has a lot of library, but it's not on the menus. You have to search for things. Like You're not going to find Boy Meets World on any of the you know scrolling context of the menus or in any categories you have to type in the search bar boy meets world and it'll mm. pop up uh boy meets world was on my homepage, so i, I don't know what you're well, talking maybe, about yeah, mine too. maybe because you might here. watch it it was uh, like disney who i, I was it was like <laughs> hey cool you should watch Corey. yeah on. no i had to search for a lot of stuff and I, there's still things that i haven't seen on there because i haven't searched for it which is part of what they need to do to organize they need to put more things in the front so that people know that they have it but yeah, I think right now Disney Plus is probably still a solid third place for me for the same reasons you guys have mentioned in addition to I think Disney has a ton of content that they have on the platform right now. But the problem is most of it preys on the the nostalgia of the people subscribing to it. And once sure. you get past that in the next three months, six months plus, they're going to see a decrease in the number of subscribers because of that. And they're, unless they come out with some really good new original stuff, which I mean, they have some, they have some promising titles in there, which we'll get to a little bit later. But for right now, I think Hulu and 
Netflix for me are both still above them. I like the content on both. I think both of them are much more user friendly in terms of like continuing to watch. Um, that's my biggest pet peeve with Disney Plus so far is the Same. inability <laughs> to continue like pick off a, pick up a season right where you left off. And for that reason, what? I feel like Shark Tank. I'm out. And it's not even it's not even just like picking up a season of a TV show where you left off. Like there's no on the homepage. There's no like this is what you've been watching. Yeah. Like there's nothing like to just immediately click and pick back up. Like if I stop a movie in the middle of it, it's not on my home screen anywhere. I, I have to go in and find that movie again to go back to it. Do you know mm-hmm. how many times I've had mm-hmm. to rewind Moana this weekend? From my kids. <laughs> I was going to you better put a caveat yeah. on that for your kids. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you sure, go back for to, his kids, quote unquote. Yeah, when you yeah. go back to replay it, it just starts at the credits. And you're like, come on. Yeah, like, there's a lot of really, yep. really seemingly basic stuff that I don't know why that's missing. Why mm-hmm. it, it wasn't there. Imme- like, it's such a basic thing. I don't know why it's not there already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, we're picking on Disney Plus a little bit. All of the all of the services have kind of their own flaws and, and, yeah. and pros. So I mean, if you think about Netflix, their their real problem has become, in my opinion, their lack of outside content. They've become so much fo- so focused on their own original content, which, in the grand what? scheme of things, is how they're going to stay relevant because of everybody else taking their services off of their platform. But Netflix, when they first started, had everything for everybody, and now they've continued to just deterred or lower and lower and lower even what they're renewing on their own from other services that haven't been taken away that i feel really almost boxed in by them now to oh if i don't want to watch netflix a netflix series like i have to go searching for series that aren't netflix related my my issue with and this is what i like about um some of the other streaming services and being the tv guy for uh lit reviews um, Netflix, I 100% feel like their original content, besides their like you know foundational shows like Stranger Things and stuff like that, some of their stuff is just crap. I'm just it's a, it's a, yeah, <laughs> Netflix is, in terms of their original content. Netflix has definitely taken a like just throw everything at the wall and mm-hmm. see what let's throw it and see what sticks and see what right. people mm-hmm. like. And so I think that's the wrong approach. Yeah, but. they're just green lighting everything and giving it a season and seeing how it does. Like, and I, I think they're eventually going to back off from that because it, it's not sustainable in the long run at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this may come a little, but, but I mean, it's this may come a little left field. But I think Netflix's advantage are two things: they have documentaries and they have stand-up comedies that you don't find anywhere else. Though they don't compare anywhere else. Hulu stand-ups don't compare, HBO but, stand-ups don't compare. But they're backing off their stand-up comedies a little bit. They've already said that they're going to back off uh, some see, of that I'm stuff. I'm aware of that. I didn't know that. I don't I think that would be a bad move. Yeah. Cuz that's one of the reasons why I plan on keeping Netflix. Just for their stand-ups. They paid it. I forget the number, but they paid they pay out the you know what for stand up comedians to come out of Netflix and do specials yeah. and things like that. Yeah, they've been giving them ridiculous amounts of ridiculous money. Ridiculous amounts of money to come out and do it. And I'm like, hey, you're overpaying for something that probably isn't paying off. Um, and so I don't know. That's that's the problem. As like Matt says, they just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and uh, a lot of stuff isn't sticking. Like I've reviewed so many shows for Netflix and I'm just like Oh boy, this sucks. I can't even get through three episodes. (laughs) They think having big names means it's going to be a a good movie, but that's not the case. No. At all. No. 
No, the real thing that, and I think even like big names aren't the necessary. Like I think if Game of Thrones taught us anything this year, it's that the writing is what makes or breaks a a mm-hmm. series. They mm-hmm. kept all the same actors, they kept the same directors, and the direct well, the directors decided not to care at all either. That was part of the problem with season eight. But the writing just took a major turn. Although I guess didn't the directors write season eight also? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, so at least at least large amounts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're. we're brought back to the problem of yeah it doesn't matter how many big names you have how interesting the premise is like they even had an audience that was fully bought into whatever they wanted to try essentially and they just totally shit the bed in terms of what season eight did when which just goes to show netflix needs to invest more in the writers that they're bringing on rather than the actors that they're trying to bring in well but on that on that same token because there is just such a variety of stuff that netflix is is putting out there's something there's bound to be something that you are going to like and their interface is really good about uh, about getting things in front of you that you're probably going to like yeah yeah they have they're like the their algorithm is very similar to spotify in terms of like oh you've liked this stuff hey you should check out these ones stuff for that that's i think their their biggest strength right now is they they have so much stuff but they're good at drawing your attention to the right things Mm mm-hmm and it almost always seems like those also have like the little Netflix original logo in the bottom too. Crazy yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Hulu? That's one we haven't talked about yet. Oh. Anybody still watching Hulu over there? I watch Outside my wife. Handmaid's my wife Tale. watches it. Handmaid's Tale is like yeah, the that's only about it. Thing. Uh, the Wu Tang series uh, is pretty good too if you're into music. But if you're not into music or the hip hop culture, you're, you're going to skip right through that. That's a, another good one. I mean, I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine on it because that's where I can I watch nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine because it's amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Hulu definitely has some good content. I mean, they've got some good originals, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, if any of you are uh, fans of the horror genre, Castle Rock is pretty good. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, my big problem with Hulu is that it, the interface is, is just terrible looking. Like it. Yeah, it's, it's not intuitive it's whatsoever. I hate <laughs> you know, it's it, awful. Yeah, I hate the commercials. Visually appealing, yeah. The commercials kill it so bad. Uh, I have the Hulu without commercials, so that's not <laughs> oh, an so issue it's, it's, me. That's some <laughs> joke. I'm too rich to understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not. I'm not into that. Like that's just that's too much. I don't. It just it Hulu's biggest thing, in my opinion, is they pull a lot of network television top shows. So if I'm watching, mm-hmm. you know, America's Got Talent or something or The Voice, which is what I primarily use Hulu for, is those type of shows. And then I get commercials, and then I feel like I'm just paying for cheap cable. So that's pretty much how I feel about Hulu, long story short. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah and I think that makes Hulu the, the most net, vulnerable, actually, moving forward. I mean, in my, in my opinion, yeah. Hulu is only worth it for the non-commercial version. Like, I, I can't imagine using Hulu and still watching commercials. It would drive Agreed. me insane. Don't tell me that because I just bundled it with my uh, Disney <laughs> Plus and I just downgraded from yeah, no commercials to commercials. Well, <clears throat> listen, it was a it saves my budget. Yeah. Okay, well your hour show <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, just became an hour. I mean, this show. is where we're getting into the this is where we're getting into the real problem with the streaming services these days, right? Is that there's just <laughs> so many of them that the cost is just getting insane, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you because I mean, yeah, I mean, if you add them all up, I mean, they're still cheaper than your basic cable package. Am I am I wrong? I, I'm pretty sure it's comparable. No, I mean, I not. couldn't tell you the last time I priced out basic cable. It's like <laughs> I actually bucks, did maybe a hundred bucks a month for basic cable, and that's not even what that's so much. So I, I did I did the math. What's the math, Cole? 
right. Yeah, so, go, go ahead. So my parents pay for uh, mid-tier cable. They pay for internet. And um, they also pay for uh, phone. Hulu and Amazon. And their bill for the year is $2,500. And so with my Disney Plus package, Netflix, and Apple TV Plus, and my internet, we only pay $1,011 for the year. You're saving over a grand. So we're saving. But there's so much more out there than just what you're paying for. You've got HBO, you've got Showtime, you've got Stars, you've got CBS All Access, you've got FX Now, you've got, like, there's just, there's just so much. And to, to add on to the problem, there's so much good TV out there right now mm-hmm. that there's just no financial or physical way you can keep up with it all. Oh, yeah, because YouTube Premium, like, if you paid for the YouTube TV, that's 50 bucks a month. Hulu mm-hmm. TV's 50 bucks a month. Sling TV's 45 bucks a month or 40 bucks a month. So they're all ranging between 40 and 50 bucks a month. So that's an extra, you know, $600 a year on top of what I'd be already paying. So I'm already at $1,600 a year if I add it on yeah. top of what I already do. So it's crazy. Well, and, and I mean, you're re- getting to the point where like CBS has their own streaming service now. So they're mm-hmm. starting to pull their content from other services. And if you want to watch... Uh, like the new Star Trek series, the only place to watch it is CBS, CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO Max is coming out soon. If you want to watch the content that's going to be on there, that's the only way to do it, is to subscribe to yet another yep. service. Uh, so I think I think the future we're looking at, honestly, uh, we're going to see a huge resurgence of pi- piracy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was thinking, too. Plus, I mean, you have the same problem right now where everybody's sharing their passwords to begin with. Well, I mean, but sharing passwords, at least somebody is still paying for that content. Like the yeah, but they're cracking down on that too, especially the Disney franchise with Disney. They've and Hulu. been saying for years that the streaming services are cracking down on it, and it's not at all true. It has personally affected me, so at least on my end, be better. Uh, we were sharing, we were sharing Hulu with my sister-in-law for a little over a year, and they booted us both from the service a couple months ago, and we had to get Dang. our own. Wow, I've I, so, I share a Hulu account with multiple people. We've had no issues. Yep. Well, I mean, we're parts of thousands of subscribers <laughs> or millions of subscribers, so it, it, you'll get there eventually. I mean, there, but, there's you know. no there's no real incentive for the streaming services to crack down on that stuff because they're not going to get more subscribers by doing it. They're just gonna. Well, it, they just did. I just subscribed. I had to. That's your fault. You know, <laughs> yeah, my, I mean, that was your fault. <laughs> You know, my fiance watches certain shows that's just on Hulu. What it did is they it wouldn't let us log in anymore, and it made both of us select if it, if it was home, so we couldn't have two homes. And whoever was not the home couldn't log on from that location. Interesting. Anymore. That's what they ended up doing. Hmm. So we ended up saying, you know, so and so. We told my sister in law you had to log on, select it as home, and then we weren't allowed anymore. Our devices weren't allowed anymore. Really? So I had to create an account. That's crazy. But can we all laugh for a second here? I'm going to sidetrack us. Is anybody here familiar with the, the DC Universe streaming? Yeah. No, I, have I didn't even no, know that was a thing. I didn't know they did a thing like that. Great. They have enough to stream? Yeah. They have enough to create a streaming service? Oh, gosh. They have, all the, uh, they have all the Batman animated movies. They have... Um, I, 
I've been looking into it, especially today, because I'm going to subscribe, I think, temporarily for the Harley Quinn show that's coming out November 29th. It's a, a, a M-rated uh, animated show. It's going to be a lot like Archer, but Harley Quinn, and it looks fantastic. But they have Titans. Have you, uh, are you familiar with the live-action Titans season? Nope. No. This is literally Dude, the first a... time I've heard about any of this. Yes, wow. me too. Well, you guys, yeah, look, look it up. Look it up later because it's Titans is the only big thing about it. So you guys aren't familiar with Swap Thing either, are you? Nope. I mean, I've heard of Swap oh, Thing okay. in the so past. The Swap Thing was a one season. Yeah, they did one season on DC Universe. I think if I'm making an educated guess here, I think DC Universe is probably 10 months old. Um, it's $8 a month and it's all DC stuff. And Swap Thing imagine... did one season. Yeah, they're not, they're not doing very well, I don't think. It's I can't really imagine there's enough content there to justify me paying eight dollars a month for it well when i looked it up today and i researched it because i'm looking into doing it for the harley quinn show they have more than just shows they have comics and stuff that you can visually read and flip through i'm not into that but there mm -hmm. are people out there that would do that so but their big fla Present. flagship program right now is just titans which is you know the teen titans live action where the first season batman was the bad guy and they had robin saying you know, quote unquote, fuck Batman. And it was like, oh shit, Robin said the F word. And there was a big <laughs> thing. So I'm shocked that you guys aren't familiar with that at all. So I would go and. No, I've no. literally never heard of yeah. it. I'm extremely familiar. I've been watching it for the last like six months. But welcome to the club, Ron. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, also, <laughs> so if you're. As per usual, you're wrong again because <laughs> Titans is not the best thing on DC Universe. Well, then educate me, man. The best I, I want to know about it. I'm interested in doing it. Yeah. But, the best thing on DC Universe is all of the animated stuff that they have because DC's animated universe is above and beyond what anybody else has in terms of a cinematic universe, period. Touché, yeah. Trump's even the MC. Like, everything that they do in the animated universe because voice actors have just such a natural, longer lifespan than a physical actor. Like, they can do things that the MCU will never be able to do because they've had these same actors playing the same voices and they're iconic for last 15 20 years not to mention the first batman animated series is just fantastic by itself yeah, and my understanding is the whole animated series is on that platform correct correct batman? Mm -hmm. yeah. including so batman be beyond clear, I, and then batman new adventure yeah and the movies um mystery of the phantasm yep. but what i was trying to what i just to clear up what i was saying i meant titans was like the flagship original program they didn't really have anything else original besides titans that's what I was getting at there. As far that's yeah, correct. As far as I understand. I understand. So, are you familiar with the Harley Quinn show coming out soon? Yep, planning a review already. Yeah, see, yeah. I'll be watching. Yeah. It. All, right. So, all right, so you guys need to check into that because I'm glad I'm not the only one. But I mean, I'm absolutely never going to subscribe. Yeah, me, to neither. That, so. <laughs> me neither. Me <laughs> neither. Well, all right. Well, don't know what you're missing. I'm in it's, there for the comics too, though. I read a lot of the comics like in my free time. That's interesting. So it's definitely not worth my. You no, know, I've got other things that are more <laughs> important to me. For sure. Well, nothing's more I mean, important than Apple that, TV man. has like eight shows, There's and one. it's worth more than that. Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I think you might be the only person in the world that is saying that's that okay. Goal, I mean, I have Apple TV, <laughs> and I'm absolutely loving it. So. So, of the streaming services, uh, which one do you think is most likely to go out of business first? Netflix. 
DC the flagship ones Matt Come on, that's a one. yeah aside from DC I would have to say Netflix when HBO Max gets going and when they start producing their Cartoon Network content because they partner with Cartoon Network and Netflix partnered with Nickelodeon in case you guys aren't aware of that and um, I really really think that Netflix is going to fall to the wayside I would actually say Hulu if Hulu wasn't a part of Disney but Hulu's kind of joined into the hip of Disney yeah, Plus no, now. So. Hulu's going to get propped yeah. up by the Disney mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. thing for sure because Disney's going to put all of their more mature content yeah, on Hulu. Absolutely. Yeah. But when, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say, that's what I need to see from Hulu is more of that original content stuff because otherwise my, my vote is still into, into their bucket. I think as they start losing more and more of these major network shows that they have that people really come to Hulu for, they're going to see a lot of their viewership jump off and join other services but to your point matt if they do start having some of that more mature content on there from disney i mean they have the biggest behemoth behind them outside of apple to uh help support them with content so i think they probably have a better a leg to stand on if that's the route that uh disney goes with them no i think i think the the future is going to be uh we're going to keep seeing things splintering off for the next few years uh and then the individual channels like CBS All Access and all that, they're just not going to be able to get enough subscribers to sustain themselves. Like, there's just not... Is the CBS back catalog really that extensively great that they're going to get millions of people to sign up for it? I don't think so. So I think think that's going to fall apart and you're going to see everything. You're going to see another shift in how we watch TV. Interesting. I think you're probably right there. So on that note, any final thoughts from you guys on, on the other streaming platforms and the streaming wars and yeah, as well, a whole? I, th- I think, honestly, to your last question, I think Apple TV, and as much as I love it, um, I, I don't know if it's going to last. I know that they're putting all their money into subscription services and things like that. Um, and I do love the content. I think The Morning Show is an absolute awesome show, and I really did like Dickinson. And C is a really cool concept of a show. But man, I just mm-hmm. don't know if Apple can do everything. I mean, yeah, no. Apple just doesn't have, like, Apple doesn't have a back they catalog. They have no catalog. Not any, once you finish watching all the new shows, what incentive is there to keep this? I don't know. Unless like, they have stuff on the back burner we have no clue about. But I don't know what else there is after. Whereas that's where like Disney Plus is so mm-hmm. strong. They have such a huge back catalog. They don't need a constant stream of mm-hmm. new stuff because there's so much stuff already Same there. with Netflix, Hulu, well, that's and what Amazon. everybody joined yep. in for. I think that's the I think that's part of the thing too that might actually serve an Apple's advantage. I mean, they have more money than God knows who that they can really just dedicate to original content. I think I read a number recently from one of their earnings reports because work and uh, they were saying something like they were expected to commit upwards of like $50 billion in original content over the next like two years. So, I mean, they are definitely committing resources to it, but to your points, I don't know if it's going to be quickly enough to get them built and and put into production that people are going to be able to stay I mean, on board but consistently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a- Apple is still the most valuable company in the world, so they can just keep throwing money at it until mm-hmm. it either succeeds or they give up. Uh, so, I mean, and, and we'll it see. Does, and I will say, they, I, they did, they're doing that right with the writing and things like that, but they are paying actors 
money out the butt to be i mean reese witherspoon is making two million dollars an episode for the morning show and she's not even she and jennifer aniston both yeah, are i think yeah so it's crazy they're paying like they're paying what four million dollars an episode just, just for, their for the two, two leads, leads yeah like, it's, that's, that's insane. insane and the people writing it are i mean no offense i looked them up today because i i'm keep trying to keep up with the show I'm only five but it's only five episodes out the people writing it it's really well written but it is that you actually go ahead they, no go ahead they're, they're not well-known writers like and the original writer and creator of the show left the show and they brought somebody new in and there really isn't a huge identity like i like the show in general but it's struggling to find a like a strong identity of what it truly is and i'm five episodes into the first season which is only 11 episodes I like it, but it's struggling mm-hmm. to really, I mean, it's holding my attention, but I can't really tell you exactly what the identity of the show would be. I can tell you the plot lines and the subplot lines, but I can't tell you what the identity of the show is. Well, I mean, they can't like, afford any uh, big name people outside of the actors. They're paying yeah. them too much money. <laughs> Brian, you've been uh, oddly quiet throughout this entire thing. I've just, uh, I've just been kind of thinking of some final thoughts before we end up closing this episode. I actually um, want to make a, uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead, man. I'm going to go for a minute. I got some thoughts. You go ahead. Bro. I, uh, Cole just reminded me of a point I want to make. I really hate this new trend that we're seeing uh, between Hulu and uh, Disney plus now and Apple where these streaming services are only releasing one episode. That sucks. A week. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just, it deters. Mm-hmm. I get that they're trying to get, keep people subscribed for a longer time and whatnot. But if if that first episode doesn't grab you, then what incentive is there to keep watching? Like with a with a show that drops ten episodes at a time, if the first episode doesn't necessarily grab me, I might still sit through the second one and then all of a sudden realize I really like this. Mm-hmm. No, and, a perfect show for that example is like Daredevil. Uh, one of Netflix's most successful Marvel series, but the first episode of that was ridiculously yes, slow. Yes, it was. And like, if kinda... you didn't watch into like the second and third episode where it started to really hook you, you were like, you would have missed out on a great show. But I feel like that's the benefit that the streaming services initially had over things like cable is that they could drop an entire season and get people to watch the whole thing in a weekend, and everyone would be talking about it like. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody is talking about like the morning show because, I mean, first of all, nobody has Apple Plus, so nobody's watching it. Uh, <laughs> hey, I am. But I, uh, we've just moved past that weekly, well, weekly watching a show and talking about it culture. I want like, my episodes, and well, I want to, them now. Beyond something like the only thing recently that had that sort of. Uh, discourse around it was Game of Thrones and we all know how that ended yeah. up. But to combat <laughs> your point a little bit, they did release the first three episodes of it's weird. So like with C and the uh, the morning show they released three episodes the first week and then you have to come back the following weeks after to catch up. Mm. But with Dickinson they actually released all 11, 11 episodes on release day and I was able to watch the whole season. So which method would you prefer. say? So oh, which I method did you to prefer? Binge watch all eleven episodes, or at, at least yeah, watch exactly. eight one night and three the next. 
(laughs) And I do feel like it also allows you to tell stories a little better. Because if you're releasing something weekly, you have to like structure your episodes a certain way to make people want to come back. And that is, you know, that's my gripe with the Mandalorian, because I feel like the Mandalorian as a whole is going to be a great season by the time it gets there. But as I've watched each episode, I find myself thinking I was super excited for this. And I can go back to what I was doing and it doesn't register. It doesn't hit me hard like a good episode should. I don't think they structured it the way that you're speaking. They're supposed to when they release it episode by episode. When you're watching things like Breaking Bad Mm -hmm. or Sons of Anarchy or some good, you know, other TV shows like network shows or something, you each episode ends Mm -hmm. on a high point. You're like, I got to see what happens next. It's not, that's not how mm-hmm. like the Mandalorian has been this past week. I'm, I don't even, I'm just excited because honestly the Star Wars is in no, the name, I, I think, because other, other than that, if I really try to be unbiased as, as possible towards it, I don't really know what I'm excited for. There's nothing for me to be excited for about it. Based Maybe on you- just the two episodes, I, I, it feels like it was structured to be binge watched exactly. and they're just releasing it mm-hmm. episode yes. by episode. Yep. Absolutely agree. But to answer your point about what you're being excited for, it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> Obviously, that's what you should right, be excited for. Baby Yoda. And Ron, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop you now. That is not, not Baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> okay, yeah, we get that. But what are you going to call it? No. Baby, whatever Yoda's freaking species I is? No, it's a Baby Yoda. Yoda. Actual Yoda. But that's a conversation for a whole other time. All right. Yeah, yeah we, we don't have enough time to we dive into that. We can talk about the reincarnation of Yoda. Like, come on. And that goes into, that goes into my little <laughs> rant about uh, Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus right now, ranting. if if it... It's hard because it's hard I'm kind of like speaking all the top of my head right now. But like, I'm trying to think... If it wasn't for The Mandalorian, what else would it really have going? I don't think it would have any subscribers in the next couple of weeks because that's the thing people keep talking about. You know, you can only watch... Oh, it absolutely... Ron, I haven't have even watched an episode of, of The Mandalorian. I am going through all the Marvel, epi- Marvel movies from the beginning right now with my wife. I'm also re-watching Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I'm also doing DuckTales. No. I'm also doing Boy Meets World. It's like a yeah. It's like I said before. Disney Disney Plus's original content almost doesn't matter because their no. back catalog is right, so strong. Right, but you're gonna need, and so much of it has not been accessible for years. But you're gonna need that this. original content to keep people like myself there. And right now, they don't have any. If they're I'm looking ahead a, at the release schedule, they're gonna need it. Their in next a few. big release is next Halloween with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nothing interesting. No, I don't even know if anything is coming out before that original content was. I have no idea. Time out. You have two small children, and you're telling me you're not going to keep Disney Plus and show them like the original like Disney hey, movies? Jake, you don't Get out of here. Listen to this. You ready? Two small children Dude, don't care about old Ron. generation stuff. Did you ever like watch what your parents watched? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Yes, first of all, yes. Oh, wait, to answer your question, Ron, I remember watching movies that my dad watched all the time. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Fox yeah. and the Hound. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite movie when I was a kid was Disney's Fantasia, which is from like the yeah, 70s. No, I like that one so. too. The Swiss Family mm-hmm. Robinson, where the red fern grows. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, dude, come on, man. Oh, listen, no. And I, I love the old stuff. And on that note, Ron is wrong again. I see your point, but my kids they don't they don't like any of that stuff. I mean they like some of the house of mouse stuff, but that's what I'm saying earlier when I said that I was gonna I was back on Netflix by Saturday. Like they don't they're over it. They want the new Grinch cartoon. They want you know, stuff like that. Well they I mean 
I mean, Disney Plus is Disney Plus isn't really targeted at kids right now. I don't think exactly. it's targeted at us, our generation that has a ton of nostalgia. Right. But how long does things. nostalgia last? You know, I've watched a couple of things that I was excited for, but then, you know, back onto what I was doing. You know, I watched The Mandalorian. I watched Jeff Goldblum. He's, I think his series is fantastic. I'm excited to see more of that. Um, you know, I watched, I binge watched the Spider-Man cartoon from 95 that I grew up with, you know, Gargoyles. Like, I watched some of the old stuff, too, but then it's like, I'm over it at mm-hmm. that point. I want some better new stuff. I want some Marvel series yeah. that you guys, you know, you're going to release. I completely I'm disagree. totally, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Matt on that one. <laughs> this is ridiculous, you're going to announce, you know, 10 Marvel series, <laughs> I mean, at least have some of them at release date, at launch. Go what? Ah, I mean, come on. <laughs> they gotta give it some people still need to recover from Endgame and on that note thank y'all for joining us today this has been another episode of Fire Talk if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the podcast you can follow us on Facebook Twitter YouTube Instagram and pretty much any major social platform that you're on we appreciate it and until the next time enjoy the movies <laughs>